Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Weather update. Mm-hmm. Let's beautiful, hear it. Beautiful weather the last few days in Los Angeles. Sure. Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung, and I'll say this. Yesterday was a scorcher. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you have Do you have spring fever yet? Uh, I do have a little bit of spring fever, but I've yeah. been taking generic Claritin. Oh, okay. And that has helped. Do you think Claritin would uh, would help me? What What's happened to me with RE spring fever? Uh, my standards have just lowered, and I will fuck anything. Really? Will, will Claritin clear that up? Uh, you're gonna want to go with Allegro, which is also mm. uh, which is also recommended for playoff fever. Okay. You know, playoff fever at all? <laughs> what should I do about my Harry Potter mania? <laughs> Because the last movie came out, and I don't know what to do with myself. When, when you're talking about a mini, you're going to have to see a psychiatrist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Make sure they're muggle-friendly. <laughs> the, what is a muggle? It's, uh, in the world of Harry Potter, that's like a human. What? Yeah. They're called... That's just a word for human? I think it's like a, human? It's like a slur. Wait, that's a word for human? Yes. That's really, a word for human in the Harry Potter Well, I think it's world. like a slur. I think the wizards call humans muggles, you know, like we would call an Italian a wop or something. What? You know, like you and <laughs> I would. Certainly we would call Well, if they didn't have – if they were without papers, we would be forced to call <laughs> <Sure>. them that. <laughs> so wait. So so it's like an ironic thing that they're always saying muggle, the the Harry Potter enthusiasts? Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't know. how How would they say it? Oh, we're a bunch of muggles. Yeah, they probably, yeah. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what they say? It's their word, Jesse. They're, Thomas, taking, they're taking it back. Thomas, our intern who's on the boards today, is they making can call, a very deeply committed yeah. nod. They can call themselves that, but you cannot call them that. I can't call them that. No, muggles can call themselves muggles. <laughs> Jesse has wizards. Did you see Wizards. Okay, let's introduce let's introduce our guest uh, into the program. Um, of course, you know him for his many roles on stage and screen. You know his voice from various television programs. Most recently, you know him as one of the stars of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell on the television network Adult Swim. Uh, Mr. Dana Snyder. It sounds so fancy when you say the television network. <laughs> the block of That's right. uh, vulgar programming. <laughs> Played between 2 and 5.30 in the morning. The alarmingly <laughs> successful. The, yes. <laughs> you might in realize, spite of everything. Yeah. Continually, continually successful. You might re- recognize him as, uh, as someone from the uh, connective tissue that holds together Slim Jim commercials. <laughs> The internet only tidy cat campaign. That's the voice of Zinger's cat. <laughs> this, this week, is that, is that in real credit? Can I um, fired? This, no, from that. Can we? Can we talk to Zinger? Is Zinger, <laughs> is Zinger here with us now? Said the world's greatest interviewer. I, I do have some one thing to say about <laughs> wizards. Yeah. Um, which is, I just read on my way uh, right before I left. I read that a top Iranian official made a speech this week warning that Jews are masters of sorcery and they use this power in our, in our world today. He found out. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are some examples of Jew magic? Yeah. Oh, man. I, uh, 
They gave well for one thing, they gave Mark Marin his compelling backstory. Okay. Sure. Um <laughs> I'm trying to think of other examples. The corned beef at Cantor's. Yeah, right, guys? Uh, the corned beef I mean, really yeah. good. That's that, a, that's... How do you get lean? <laughs> at Langer's over here. The, uh... Yeah, absolutely. I just thought that was... I just, Sorcery. I just love... The idea of any group of people being capable of sorcery. Yeah. Because of, is the idea that they made some sort of pact, like how, why, why does their religion give them magic, I wonder? Probably Jesse, explain this racist thinking to me. Something yeah. about the dark Talmud. magic. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> uh, I had an inappropriate laugh at something horrible on the way over here. Uh, I was just listening to, uh, Weekend Edition and there was a, um, there was a story about Syria maybe having chemical weapons, but the um, person talking about it pronounced it chemical weapons. <laughs> uh, Were they from New Zealand or something? Like? I don't know where the accent is. Probably weapons? a regional accent. They, they could kill thousands. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but da- it makes it sound more fun. It makes chemical weapons seem less yeah. threatening if we just call them chemical weapons. Weapons, like a chemical tear or something. Uh, right. We've made these chemical weapons. Uh, <laughs> you, we cry. Well, you, you cry have, you sarin cry gas. For, exactly, right. <laughs> Wait, so yours Chemically is induced chemical tears. weapons, W-E-P-I-N. That's right. Apostrophe. That's right, yeah. Yours is what comes out of a child's doll. For movies. They use it for movies and stuff. When they have to cry, they spray a little, you know, for the heartfelt tears. So, yeah. What do you think is a bigger threat, Jewish wizards or chemical weapons? <laughs> well, they're both definitely real. Sure. <laughs> oh, wow. That is a tough that is a tough decision. I think I would prefer to hang out with mm-hmm. Jewish wizards. Right. Yeah. When it comes down to yeah, it. Right. I said mustard on the side. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Boing. <laughs> Look now. Oh, it's on the side. <laughs> Maybe maybe you wonder why women are so bosomy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not natural. It's not natural. <laughs> so, Dana, your suggestion <laughs> is, that, is that the Jewish people's sorcerers, they're, presumably there's like a sorcerer class. That's my sure. presumption. Oh, okay. Just... I'm thinking everyone is. Uh, oh. there's, there's, there's the 1%, like lame. No, I think it's like. And then the all-powerful. I think it's like the rabbis who are allowed to certify things as kosher or okay. not kosher. It's like a group of high trained. Reb Nachum, the sorcerer, yeah. here in Anatevka, but, every, but we have as, our types. As with the kosher checking rabbis, you imagine that these people are deployed primarily to delicatessen. I'm <laughs> saying not primarily, just some it's of them. Some of them got me there, right? They handle delicatessen. Right. Uh, ta- among uh, other, certainly delicatessen. Tailor made clothes. Uh, 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 can you take these pants in? Voing. <laughs> oh, they fit perfectly. Of course they do. <laughs> mm, you're not lying. <laughs> um, yeah, when, uh, when, we saw, when we last saw Dana Snyder, mm-hmm. it was in San Diego, California sure. at uh, Comic-Con. Oh, which yeah, is, that's right. Comic-Con is an annual comic book conference mm-hmm. or <laughs> convocation. Sure. Uh, a, it's a configuration of comic books. <laughs> yes. 
It's an annual consternation sure. of comic books when we got booted off the stage of the uh, WB stage somewhat unexpectedly because yeah. we we and other people on the stage had never been told that we were supposed to be working G. Sure. Um, and yeah. Dana, and did you a... make it onto the no. stage? No, I was you back are scheduled talking guest. to the uh, uh, engineer guy. <laughs> and he kept saying, like, oh, they're not going to like that one. <laughs> and then this woman kept running back, like, what? Why did I talk? Oh, come on, guys. Really? Really? What? Who told him to say that up there? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then they'd say something. The other guy would oh, they're really not going to like that one. <laughs> and then she came but over. But to be fair, someone did tell us to say everything we had said. Yeah, we yeah. were just going by the script yeah. they had handed us. The approved script. They, they wrote you. all those cunnilingus jokes that we made. We were just doing our appreciation of Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> sure. That they had written out for us. To be uh, To be fair, the thing that... Your other guest up there had said that got that was the this one was that Scott got it Simpson, booted. I believe. Oh, Scott yeah. Simpson was there with us. Yeah, I didn't find offensive. And what did he was, say? He they were talking. You guys were talking about what San Diego was like, and he's like, "Yeah, if you had to like combine the image of San Diego, it'd be <laughs> like a dune buggy filled with date rape drugs." <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. Is that date rape? Really? Not like a rape joke. Like, you're like, oh, a date rape drug is a little different. Yeah. The dune buggy is not a rapist. Yeah. She hates dune buggies. Whatever that Warner Brothers lady is. What did he say the crest for San Diego would be? It was like a flip-flop rampant on a field of volleyball. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think the problem with Scott Simpson was too funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they were really bothered by that. Well, we're, gl- we're glad that you weren't put yeah. off our program. <laughs> By the fact yeah. that we had scheduled you to appear on our <laughs> on our corporate nightmare, I was uh, busy loading my cargo pants with free chips and waters. <laughs> you guys were, uh, as soon as the plug was pulled, I ran to the tent. And tra- so you probably, I mean, you probably, you probably made it out there with like eight bucks worth of pop chips. Oh, easily. It's okay. So you or two bags. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Not a waste of a day for you. Pop mm-hmm. chips are expensive. They're very expensive <laughs> because they don't, you know, they don't make them in standard. You know. They don't get to benefit from economies of scale. It's a sort of an That's right. operation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of craft that goes into those pop chips. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. And I'm Dana Snyder, a Jewish wizard sorcerer. <laughs> Uh, Our show this week brought to you in part by Marin on IFC. Always on, slightly off. There's an all-new episode of Mark Marriage TV show this Friday at 10 p.m. on IFC. And it's a fictionalized version of Mark's life as a comedian and podcaster. Possibly including a fictionalized uh, version of our producer, Brian Fernandez. (laughs) I have not not asked Mark about that yet, but... um, because I don't want to destroy the magic in case it isn't a fictionalized version of our producer, Brian Fernandez, who used to work with Mark as his intern. But there is a bumbling intern character, and that's Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sonny D. Anyway, uh, Friday's 10, 9 central on IFC. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Dana Snyder, uh... A Jewish sorcerer expert. <laughs>
I'm not an expert in the sorcerers. I'm more an expert in Jewish sorcery. Okay, just like so, like not magical particular effects, sorcerers, Jewish but like, familiars. That's right, exactly. <laughs> most of most of whom have been to the magic are members of the magic castle. Oh, okay, it's a secret. Uh, the secret. I would have thought a magic castle would have been restricted. That's right. No, no, no. <laughs> they started it. They're okay. like it's a, it's a secret club within a secret club. Wow. Okay. No, I'm higher. really excited about the idea. Can it, you can only have a familiar if you are a sorcerer, sorcerer right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, really know what the magical rules of the familiar are. I think vampires have them, too. I'd have to convert to Judaism. Judaism and sorcery. Well, can you have a Gentile sorcerer? <laughs> Do you think that's why our Agnostic friend, sorcerer? Uh, our friend Claude Brodesser-Achner. Oh, yeah, sure. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> our friend Claude Brodesser-Achner was an adult convert to Judaism. Mm. Um, and, uh, uh, among other things had, a let's just say rabbinical surgery as an adult. Sure. Um, quite impressively, mm-hmm. uh, which he presented as because of his love of both God and his, and his wife. Mm-hmm. But I think it might've been to become a sorcerer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you, so is the penile sheath what's holding in the magic yeah. into... Hard to say. Yeah. Tough to say. But it but this familiar thing would explain why he's always followed by a talking matzo ball. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was an optical illusion. Nope, that's uh pure magic. He manifested it from his brain. Um I have been uh, since since last week's program, mm. which we actually recorded two weeks ago, yeah. I have spent a lot of time thinking about Phil Elverham's Gambling game, Wadlord. Yeah, should we? We let's explain this for Dana or someone who might have heard. So Dana, Phil Elverum is a an indie rock star who was a guest on our program. A very nice and uh, uh, talented man. He makes very beautiful music. Okay, but his primary social interest is gambling. Nice, and specifically <laughs> gambling in back alleys behind clubs against in- oh, other indie rock <laughs> Okay. <figures. laughs> I I now imagine that it's just like Devendra Bandhart, <laughs> Jim James, sure, just just all just hanging out in alleys shooting dice at all times that they're not on stage. So this, carrying on a long uh, noble tradition of back alley uh, crap games and things behind yeah. during the old uh, you know a ca- a captain, rock and roll Captain days, V part uh, right always, yeah sure. <laughs> Having cockfights. <laughs> Your go-to's Captain Beefheart. Yeah, right? I'm thinking of what's the earliest indie rock thing. Oh. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's sort of like that. Um, so Phil is, you know, he, he'll shoot dice, etc. but his real passion is something called Wadlord, which <laughs> – he if he didn't if he didn't provide the seed of it he certainly nurtured it into the <laughs> into the grand bloom that it is today. Wadlord? Wadlord. Okay. So here's how it works and Phil was kind enough to post a lot of points of clarification on oh. our forum this week. <laughs> because he is really invested in the growth of Wadlord. Yeah, I thought I thought I, well, I don't know what it, what it was at the time. I thought when he was explaining Wadlord, it was some like bit that maybe he was just coming up with off the top of his head. But 
If it was, he has since flushed it out, and now it's, there are complicated okay, observational genius. Yes. So there were some questions about Wadlord on our forum mm-hmm. from people. Likely, we have a listener named Ken Roberts, who's mm-hmm. an actual professional gambler, plays poker in like the World Series of Poker and stuff, and he's interested in knowing more about <laughs> Wadlord. So these people like this are posting some questions, just as half in jest. Mm-hmm. First, someone posts and says, "I've played a lot of Wadlord with Phil." <laughs> he is really intense about it. Here are some blah, blah, blah. Then Phil comes in. Reg- you know, he has to register on the forum, et cetera, et cetera. Post a big list of clarifications. But here's the basic rules of Wadlord. There's a g- group of people playing together of whom one is designated the Wadlord. He is okay. wearing a beard. He's, got, yes. he's wearing a false beard. He's wearing the a biggest, false beard. No, really? This no. is the merchandisable the most, part of Wadlord. The most cash. Yeah. Well, no, no. Well, someone has. That That comes later. We're but, getting but, to but, that. But, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So. Someone literally has a fake beard on. Yes. That's, okay. the, that's okay. the Wadlord. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> Apart from that, there's nothing to sell for this game. So to make this profitable, there needs to right. be an item. Wadlord yeah. beard. So, an official Wadlord beard. It can't just be a Jewish sorcerer's beard or a. So. He gives – so the different people who are playing – well, let's say there's six people playing Wadlord. Each of those six people gives the Wadlord some money from their wallet and doesn't let the other people see how much money they've given the, the Wadlord. Okay. It could be any amount, any denomination. Okay? The Wadlord then takes all this money together and forms a wad. All right. People can inspect the wad, but they cannot look inside the wad. And so, we're talking he's got the pile of bills folded in half like your classic, like... Rubber band man We're style. in business, mm-hmm. baby. Like a street hustle. <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. right, okay. So, and that's also something. Did we talk about... Have we talked about that yet on Jordan, Jesse Go? My obsession with the lyrics of Rubber Band Man by the Spinners? No. Next segment. Okay. <laughs> so, so the wad lord has the beard and the wad. Everyone writes down how much money they think is in the wad. Okay. And their name on a piece of paper gives it to the wad lord. Whoever gets closest to the actual total amount of money gets to keep the whole wad. Now, here's what you, here's what maybe is going through your head. Why don't you just give a put in a dollar? No, but it's you could like if you put secretly in, put in two hundred dollar bills in the middle, and if everyone thinks, yeah. oh, there's only like five right. bills there, but you're like, ah, ah, ah. Sure. exactly. So there is a strong impetus okay. to essentially bully the other participants by being a person who carries too much cash, right? <laughs> So if you happen to be the kind of guy that carries $400 cash, and part of this is these guys are on tour, so they do – they are often carrying a lot of cash. cash. Yeah, right. So it is a bully's game. (laughs) God, that's beautiful. Yeah. I really want to get into some It's like a high-stakes game of like mafia. It seems like it seems What's like there's mafia. Is that the one where you scratch the palm, people's palm? Uh, yeah, I think there's a palm or scratching like a, element. Oh no, to that, it. there's what's the assassin one where you blink? If you're the assassin, you blink. Now you're dead. You're dead. You gotta oh, figure out shit. who the guy is. I'm like, dead now? You know, you sit around in a circle. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like there is that kind of a psychological element to it to kind of playing dumb. And yeah, the fake out. Phil agreed, and one maybe even two other people posted in the forum who had played with Phil. Everyone agreed that Phil is a terror to play at this game because <laughs> he is unafraid to put hundreds of dollars into the wad. It seems like, yeah, this is this would bring up a lot of, like, class issues, you know? It's like yes. it feels like it is a game version of, like, 
you know, when you go to when you when you're like out to eat with a big group and like yeah, some right. people are like, oh, let's have a couple drinks first. Let's round to appetizers. Who wants dessert? And then, you know, you can really tell who is pinching their pennies and who's not. between you know, and it feels like you are kind of forcing the people mm-hmm. who aren't, you know, as high on the yeah, hog right, right. into your appetizer after dinner espresso life, lifestyle. So, I yeah, have, it seems like the game version of that. I have a question about that. Now. Okay. Everyone writes down secretly how much they think is in there? Yeah. Okay. So he could just plop down like five crisp $1,000 bills and be like, it's $5,042, guys. Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing. If he puts $5,000 in there, sure, he has dramatically improved his odds of winning. But if someone sees that in his eyes sure. and gets it He's right, lose 5, they could have put in a dollar <laughs> and take home $5,000. <laughs> That's what makes Wadlord so amazing. <laughs> wow. Do you think at Max FunCon this year we're going to have a lot of, like, kind of hush-hush games of Wadlord going on? I think there's going to be a lot of Wadlord at Max FunCon. Yeah. I mean, especially because – here's the thing. The games don't seem like they last long enough, right? Because you – the idea is putting in all yeah, of you your money, money right? in. <laughs> like, so you it's a five-minute situation. And the guy with the beard's like, all right. No, I mean, if you Lucius, have – you won. If you're carrying a lot of cash mm-hmm. – it doesn't matter. You don't have to put it all in. Okay, so you're going to be okay. I thought part of it was putting in whatever was in your wallet. No, the okay. strategy involved is okay. how much are you going to put in. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it would be more fun if there were sexual penalties? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would want to do it with the other guys in my yeah. band. <laughs> A bunch of sweaty guys who've been on the road sure. for 25 days. And that's not fair, actually. Back- Phil actually came here with uh, two pretty indie rock ladies who were in his current band. Sure. So. It's probably. Um, uh, sexual penalty. I mean, what are we talking about? Like one week impotence? <laughs> are we yeah. talking about sorcery type penalties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having to have sex with a talking matzo ball. <laughs> my turn. It's matzo's time. Oh. Why, finally, why did we agree to these finally, sexual penalties? <laughs> finally, I'm learning what it is to feel a man's touch. <laughs> this is more I'm, thrilling than that time I was in soup. Yeah. <laughs> Typically, soup, I am orally stimulated. <laughs> Um, I I love Wadlord, and what's great about Wadlord is it's now in my pantheon of games invented by entertainers with too much time on their hands, Mm -hmm. (laughs) along with uh, Jordan Peele from Key and Peele, invented... He said he came over to my house to do uh, Bullseye a year year and a half ago when when, uh, Key and Peele was just starting. And... Sat down at my dining room table, proceeded to, almost apropos of nothing, we were having a perfectly pleasant conversation, <laughs> lead me into the details of this card game that he has invented, where you're a Hollywood mogul, and you have to put together stars and green light pictures and see if you make, earn money or lose money on budgets, that he has invented and made completely himself. Wow. And plays with friends at his house. I guess there's also uh, Andy Daly's Mustache TV. That's exactly what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Mustache TV is a game invented by our friend Andy Daly, mm-hmm. the brilliant uh, the brilliant comedian, possibly the funniest person, mm-hmm. um, who has a new television show coming to Comedy Central, by the way. Yeah. And um, Andy Daly <laughs> has this game. There's a rule book and a mustache. And you put the mustache on your television 
And then when the mustache lands on something oh. that occurs on television, you get a certain number of points based on the rule book. <laughs> wow. And it turns any he particularly rec- he says he particularly recommends it for sporting events and for election night. Because <laughs> election night can get long and slow and dull, but yeah. if there's a must at any moment, throw a mustache in there. Yeah. Game changer, exactly. <laughs> G C game changed. I yeah, I feel like I mean, it seems like it would be good for our brand to have a signature game. I mean, I feel like we're kind of on the, you know, I don't think we can claim Wad Lord as our own, even though. You know, I think we probably let America know about it. Right. Uh, You're responsible for yeah. America knowing what right. Wadlord sure. is. Sure. We're like, yeah, it's like Ed Sullivan didn't invent the Beatles, <laughs> yeah. but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I feel like I don't have, I don't have the kind of patience and kind of nerd obsessiveness to come up with the rules of a game. So yeah, I, I, I sure think I would either. just be like, oh, you run to a fire hydrant and then like. You know, scream your favorite Sylvester Stallone movie. Can our game just be Stratomatic Baseball? What's that? It's where you roll dice and you have baseball players Uh, on your team. Okay. It's like fantasy baseball from from 1967. Oh, boy. You're like pre-printed die, right? Yeah, you get like a card. Uh, You you have a card that says like if you roll a six and a three, that's a home run for Phil Plantier. Yeah. Uh, I think I remember that. That yeah. was a real thing, right? That was a real thing. Yeah. There was also I also had All Star Baseball, which had round cards and a spinner. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing about Stratomatic is with All Star Baseball, it doesn't matter who's pitching. In later versions of All Star Baseball, sure. they had pitcher overlays. I got bored. I personally, I I would like to see more things with the omatic suffix. It seems oh, absolutely. Like that has been, <laughs> that has gone out the window, right? Yeah. Is there already something called a podomatic? I don't know. What's we that? Could, that would just be something to make your own podcast. Yeah. Right. It can't, and our slogan could be, it can't help but be as good as Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> right. <laughs> it almost certainly, just, just by the virtue of existing. No format? No problem. Right. <laughs> Try Podomatic. <laughs> I feel like all the Omatics have been replaced now with eyes. Yeah. Like the eye home yeah. and the thing, like it's, Sounds too so. So you're saying that that the they should rebrand the iPhone the phonomatic phonomatic yeah. musicomatic MP3 omatic yeah. You know what? I think we owe a different direction with this. Hmm. Here's my pitch to you guys. We're podcasters, right? So we replace the I with P. Okay. So it's like the you know the P something the P mic P shoes. P-shoes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, well, if you podcasts, you got to get yourself some P-shoes yeah. and slip on so they make no noise when you walk around the microphone. <laughs> you got to get some P-shoes. Oh, so this is like, this is not... Have you tried P-drink? This is not... These aren't, these aren't shoes that that distribute podcasts, but they are shoes... This is like apparel it's for podcasting. a piece of equipment when you're podcasting. The oh, money is yeah. in accessories. Sure. If It's like, it's a, as with Star Wars and George Lucas keeping the rights to the toys... Mm-hmm. That's what we're essentially doing with podcasting. We're keeping the rights to the toys. So, so J.J. Abrams markets, can just come in here and do Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> Look, if there can be a add two, some lens flares, if there <laughs> can be a two hundred million dollar blue collar comedy theme park, we are leaving merchandising money on the table. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, is there a blue collar comedy theme park? Oh, absolutely. I didn't know that. Either but. just opened or was just announced. Yeah, Six Flags. Six over, Flags over, over, over Nebraska. Larry the Cable I don't know. Yeah, right. Over yeah. Larry the Cable Six Flags over Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> that's uh, fun. Do that's... you think Do you think Ron White ever, like, 
gets gets a check from the blue collar comedy thing, and he's like, "Huh, it's weird," because I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like when you have that much money coming in off something, it it the you stop thinking about where it's coming from. You know, you just like it. See, I think I bet it just turns into a reality, like right. showers, periodic showers of money. Right. It's just it's just your sort of your day to day. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it's it's it doesn't even register. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like how when Pee Wee Herman gets up in the morning and he goes through that whole Rube Goldberg operation to get a pancake. Sure. It doesn't even occur to him like that's I just could just pour the battery <laughs> the batter in the pan and that's how I could get a pancake. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Ron White and uh and uh, blue collar checks. Can I ask you a quick question by the way about pancakes? Please. I've been reading I've spent a lot of time Reading with my son. Mm-hmm. And uh, one to of, establish a lifelong love of learning. Absolutely. <laughs> I believe that one day he will go to community college. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> Or okay. at the very well, least, pick. the learning end. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You want him to get into TV VCR repair, right? <laughs> sure. Well, those things are always breaking. Yeah, sure. <laughs> they are. Yeah, Especially like, now. The later they go on, they're not making them anymore. So yeah, the breakdowns yeah. will only be more and more frequent as time goes on. Sure. And more and more lucrative. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I must watch Hudson Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> there is currently no DVD of Stopper My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> I need to watch Curly Sue. <laughs> um, so... I've been reading In the Night Kitchen a mm-hmm. lot with my son, sure. uh, which is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful book. You, you, We've talked about In the Night Kitchen at some point, Yeah, right? I mean, I guess I mainly know it from it being that book that libraries were throwing out because it had a dong in it. It does have a dong. It has a lot of dong. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever read In the Night Kitchen, Dana? No. It's a Maury Sendak book. Are you sure you're not just reading uh, the children's novelization of Spartacus <laughs> from the Stars Network? Blood and Sand. Blood and Sand. <laughs> oh, Spartacus, Blood and Sand, not the film Spartacus. No, no, no. Yeah, this right. is this. Yeah, this is Lil Spartacus. <laughs> I actually, I just finished the children's novelization of uh, Oh fuck, what's the show that everyone likes, including me, about the cater waiters? Oh, uh, Party Down. Party down. Yeah. I, well, it's just another show on stars. Sure. Right? There's no dongs in that, though. Okay. I just finished <laughs> reading the novelization of Boss starring Kelsey Grammer. Okay, good. The junior novelization. Yeah. Little Boss. Illustrated. Little Boss. <laughs> the illustrated novelization. Sure. Big Boss, Little Boss. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tiny, bald, bald Kelsey child. Kelsey Grammer. Um, so... It's a it's such a great book. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a favorite of mine as a kid, and you know, the, one of the things is children are children children are amazing learners, but the way they learn things is to make you read a book over and over and over. <laughs> sure, <laughs> they learn by repetition. And previously, mm-hmm. his favorite book had been his favorite category of books had been list of types of truck. Yeah, which is a broad category. You would be surprised. <laughs> One of our listeners, Zena, sent us one of those, but th- we have like three others from just yeah. uh, that have just appeared in our lives, and he knows all the trucks. Yeah, he's like, oh, backhoe loader. <laughs> like, this kid's uh, not even two years old. Backhoe loader. Like I don't know what I don't. What is a terabus? <laughs> I only know because <laughs> of this list of trucks. It's a kind of 
van, like a van truck that they use at Antarctica to go around and do scientific research. Oh. Oh, like with the tank treads. Yeah, you got it. Oh, like the thing. Like the, yeah, the things are the thing. Ugh. You got it. So, so I'm happy. I'm happy at least that this is actually a really good book, and and because it's such a good book, is very rewarding. But the thing, the the story is the protagonist falls into essentially a dream world, and in the dream world, for one thing, his dong's out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's nude. Nude little boy. No. It, 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 he puts on, so much better when you say he's just nude as opposed to his dog's, his dog's out. Like out. he's being led hey, with kid. pelvis everywhere. <laughs> yeah. he's, it, Whip it out, Junior. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he makes a, a suit of armor out of batter mm-hmm. and wears that for a while. But then he goes back to being nude. But he it's a great story. There's these bakers who want to bake him into a cake. But he escapes, and then he goes and gets the milk. It's very fantastical and sort of a dreamish thing. But at the end of it, the moral of the story is it's because of Mickey, the protagonist of the story, that we all have cake in the morning. Uh, oh, that's the setting a t- bad the, precedent. Yes, a very bad precedent. Sure. Yeah. Luckily, right now my son doesn't know what cake is. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So that's the good news. <laughs> sure. The bad news is I think he may have reason to figure it out at some right. point. Yeah. He's 35 He's an and I can't keep the secret from him much longer. <laughs> But that seems like a really fucked up thing. And he's the reason we can all get super stoned. <laughs> like, is cake, is morning cake something? I mean, I guess there's, I mean, I think I think that encompasses pancakes, muffins, English muffins, banana bread, scones. Those are all morning cakes? I think those are all types Thomas, of morning cakes. Thomas, why aren't cakes. you Googling this yet? <laughs> I don't believe that. Pancake. Pancake. Cake but, made in a pan. Yeah. I guess. Griddle cake. Griddle cake. Uh, Johnny Cake. Johnny Cake. Hop. What's that? Hop. We're just listening, listening different Flat names hops. for pancakes. Yeah. Flapjacks? Yeah. Uh, no, it's like a, what is it? A Johnny Hot. Not... There is a difference between yeah, pancakes Johnny and flapjacks. No, yeah, one of them uses Johnny like cornmeal hot... instead of. Uh... Yeah. Johnny yeah. Hot Nut is the, is Johnny like hot the protagonist nut. Right, yeah. of the book. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny Hot Nut. Johnny Hot Nut. Heard, otherwise, you couldn't see his hot nut. Can I, uh, can I share a book-related mishap that I had recently? You're going to have to make the text bigger. <laughs> oh, okay. If you're going to turn it around to show it to me, Thomas. Thomas thinks he can just turn This is a net book. Thomas <laughs> is turning around the screen, the seven-inch screen of a net book. With the eight-point fun on it. Dana Snyder wears corrective lenses. Yeah. I've got eyes like a fucking hawk, but even I can't see that all the way over there. From the kitchen, apple yogurt cake with a cinnamon sugar. That's not a b- breakfast cake. Dark gingerbread pear cake. Again, not a breakfast cake. You've presented me with a list of cakes, Thomas. Oh, boy. Thank you very much. This is just uh, Thomas's favorite kind of book. Say, uh, list of cakes. Olive and something breakfast cake. This person, this blog says, 15 eat cake cakes for breakfast. For morning enjoyment. I mean, what is your, what's going on in your life that you're start, you know, I'm, Pam is starting over today. I'm going to start treating myself. To the ways I never treated my my husband left me. He was no good. I'm gonna have cake for breakfast every day. I'm gonna empower people <laughs> hey, around fruit. the world. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck your face, yogurt. <laughs> I'm having cake. I'm having. From I'm now worth on, it. From now on, I'm having cake for breakfast. Yeah. And cereal for dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the character in the night kitchen. Maybe the moral of the story is just say fuck it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a, you know, if there's, 
if there's a, another version where he's wake and baking, and then, you know, maybe he just quits his job. There's this – you know what I like to think? Now I'm imagining that the entire thing was inspired by a Devin the Dude song called Do What You Want to Do, mm-hmm. which goes, do what the fuck you want to do. That's basically the whole chorus. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like these are, you know – at least Devin the, the dude had the night kitchen in mind. The moral yeah. of the story is Devin's wisdom, which is, fuck it, bitch, you groan. Sure. Do what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a really inspirational message. Totally, especially for a young kid. Yeah, they might yeah. start taking things seriously and trying. The difference between a good children's book mm-hmm. and a bad one is so vast. <laughs> we have a lot of books. We have this book called... Uh, not my truck got stuck. It's a truck. But got my truck got mm-hmm. stuck. Knockoff book called Sheep in a Jeep. No, oh. <laughs> Sheep in a Jeep is the worst story ever. For one thing, it's about some sheep driving a jeep. There's no reason that they're driving a jeep. There's no <laughs> place they're going. It does rhyme. Did you Did you know that? Is this uh, like sponsored by? Jeep, yeah. Like when you go to the dealership, hey, uh, you got kids? It's actually, oh yeah, get them young. Here's our children's get them young. Sheep in a Jeep. It's actually, it's funny you mentioned that. It's sponsored by sheep. We were at a <laughs> sheep farm, yeah. and the farmer gave it to us <laughs> as a sort of inducement and attempt to close the deal. Werewolf. <laughs> what's amazing to me is how many children's books that rhyme mm-hmm. uh, have on a seemingly completely random meter. Like, mm-hmm. you're writing a children – you only are responsible for 200 words. Right? I mean, if, well, and, well and I mean, I think I think probably part of the problem is that these days all children's books are written by celebrities who are basically coked up all the That's time. That's true. That's true. They live in a Hollywood fantasy world. Sure. No one's telling them no. Absolutely. Sheep in a Jeep was written by Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Uh, Jessica Seinfeld. Oh, okay. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Same thing. <laughs> On a train trip between Burbank and San Diego, she wrote the entire book. Mm-hmm. But I really like I need I realized that if I don't want to hate my life, yeah, I am going to have to be really, really careful about what books enter my home. Yeah. But I mean, it seems like you're the you're the arbiter of that, right? Like you don't have to. People give you things. That's the problem. Mm. The problem with with trying to control what enters your chart. Like I also would love to not have toys that make random electronic noises. Sure. Um, Because that number one. I don't think children even – I don't think it even makes a difference to children. Yeah. They don't really care. My son certainly doesn't understand why when he presses something it makes a particular noise. There's no doubt about that. But also it's, it's a fucking living nightmare mm-hmm. to have these noises. <laughs> it's like living in – you know when they say like to, to, to torture prisoners at Gitmo? Sure. They play like Metallica really loud so they can't – Think straight. Yeah, that's where we're. That's where I'm yeah. at with truck noises. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that happened with my uh, with my little niece. She had they were very careful about nothing going in, and someone gave her one of those. It's like a big looks like a big soundboard that just lights up and runs no, noise uh, nonstop and boing sounds and chicken <laughs> things and the one that, the one that my son has. The the cruelest part of it yeah. is that when you turn it off, it makes 
a fucking long ass <laughs> sound. <laughs> it says like, "Well, gee, thanks for playing with me. <laughs> I'll see you next time. You turn that switch and turn me back on. But for now, it's back to the old corral. <laughs> oh, to get wow. more sound cartridges, yeah. go to www.screamingcowboy.com. If you don't turn me on every day, I'll die. <laughs> don't leave me in the closet for too long. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, everybody. This is Justin McElroy, and in the rich fiction we just created, the hosts of this podcast have gone for a little pee break. Hi, I'm Travis McElroy. Quick, while they're not looking, slip our comedy in. I'm Griffin McElroy, the baby brother, and stop, I'm the police. What are we doing? This is my brother, my brother, and me, where we take questions and turn them into wisdom. And make fun of you. We make fun with you? We make fun with you because English is our second language. Well, now it's getting racist. <laughs> we have, we literally had 25 seconds and we did racist with it. So wait till you see what we can do with a whole hour on my brother, my brother and me. We're brothers. We're experts. And we're sorry. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Dane Snyder, uh, most recent winner of the uh, Wadlord here in the booth. <laughs> we did. We had a, we did a knockdown drag out game of Wadlord right. during I the break. I put in all of the money that I had saved for a down payment on a house. Yeah. It was, uh, there was so much money in this it game. It was really even, exciting, though. It couldn't even be folded into a wad. It was too much cash. Sure, yeah. I'm basically. The wife in that one Albert Brooks movie. <laughs> I lost the nest. Oh, uh, uh, Lost in America. Lost, lost in America. America. Right. God, I watched Lost in America not that long ago. It is way more intense than I remember. Super it being. intense. <laughs> like Super as a intense. kid, I just thought it was silly and funny. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like it's so funny because it's like. I guess that came right after, like, Modern Romance, right? A movie where nothing happens, where right. he's just sitting around, like, listening to his answering machine messages, and then he buys shoes from Super Dave. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's great when he buys those shoes from Super that Dave. That is a very good scene. Oh, boy. Uh, but, yeah, and then yeah, and then, and then then this kind of fraught, you know, uh, anxiety, what? anxiety nightmare. Let me ask you this question. Sure. What percentage premium would you pay to go to a store, a shoe store, where Super Dave worked. And I'm not presuming that Super Dave, Dave Osborne, Albert Brooks's brother, mm-hmm. Dave Einstein, sure. is his real name. Right. Um, Son would, of Park Your Carcass. Would. What, what, I don't, what's that? Uh, That's his father was a famous comedian named Park Your Carcass. <laughs> and he had a. Both, you know, both their fathers. Uh, and was famous for dying. On stage on the dais at a Friars Club roast. Wow, really? But not just dying, but they opened his chest up and there, cause there were, it was like a roast for, you know, whatever, Norm Crosby or somebody and he's there <laughs> and he fell over into like George Burns' lap. Everybody laughed. They thought he was doing some joke. Found out he had a heart attack. 
put them up on the table for 45 minutes because there were, there were heart surgeons in the audience. Right. Sure. So like five guys dr- jump up there who've been drinking for five hours, I'm sure, had his chest open, someone massaging his heart for like What they cut him open minutes. with? Just just A pen knife. Like they wow. literally like steak knife. Yeah. Alcohol. Clear the thing. Yeah. Dump some, uh, dump yeah. some scotch on him. Yeah. Like kept wow. him going for like, you know, some guy had his hand in his chest massaging his heart for 45 minutes. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's how you, yeah. yeah. I mean, if so. his name was Park Your Carcass, you could see how he saw fit to name his child Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> He's like, this is, what can I say? It's a conservative name. <laughs> it's a modest name to give your child. I did name him something ridiculous like Park Your Carcass. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Sorry. I, uh, oh, how uh, much would you pay to? Premium uh, on shoes. 100%. 100%. Sorry. 100%. I, so I would you pay $100 for, for a $50 pair of shoes. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Dana? Uh, because here's the thing about Super Dave. He's funny as shit. Yeah. And he's funny doing anything. You, he does not have to be doing a bit no, to be I, funny. Yeah, he has a very funny manner of being in the yeah. world. The question I would have is it might be more fun to go in and try on a bunch of shoes and then stiff them and leave. No, <laughs> after, just enjoy after the comedy. an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? These aren't really worth Thanks for the laugh, What? Though. What? <laughs> you get back here. <laughs> See you later, asshole. <laughs> Man, fucking Snyder's got a Super Dave impression ready to go. He's got one locked in the chamber. Yeah, you gotta yeah. have you gotta have a you're gonna have a few impressions ready sure. for any Jordan Jesse Go episode. One of them is Super Dave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? It's gonna Another. come up. It's gonna come up. Another <laughs> one is James K. Polk. Sure. <laughs> gotta have a good James K. Polk. That's a good one because no one because you know, he was president before recordings. Right. So, so you yeah, have to it's work just from written an notes. interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> well it's you but you're working from written notes. Much sure. like uh uh, Daniel Day Lewis and Lincoln, yeah. right? Knows in copious amounts of research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to you got to look into it. You got, of course, you got to exhume the body, mm-hmm. investigate the anatomy, right? This How is, big is his mouth? All these questions coming. Sure, Could be lower, higher. Well, this this si- the, sinus issues. Sinus. Wide yeah. sinuses. Yeah, that's going to affect your mm-hmm. uh, your your whether the pitch. Your pitch. Sure. Yeah, right. Pitch this is, is the kind of stuff a, a Bill Hader does when he's preparing his James. He exhumes Cable. bodies. He'll exhume a body. He's not afraid to exhume a body. Sure, he's doing what he's got to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Maybe that's the reason all my SNL auditions uh, have never gotten me on the show is because I haven't been digging up any corpses. Yes, that's you, true. That's the same reason Rich Little was never on oh, okay. SNL and never went the, the extra mile with his impersonations. It's, yeah. it's possible it's because Megan Mullally's not your aunt, cousin? <laughs> what was it? The, the, Megan Mullally was integral to Bill Hader. Bill Hader's the best. Let's be clear. Sure. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well-deserved place yeah. on Saturday Night Live. But he, like, he but got cast didn't. based on a sketch show in his friend's backyard. <laughs> something like that, That was yeah. promoted by Megan Mullally mm-hmm. because she's his something. It, was so, it is something like that. His nanny. Yeah. She is his nanny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I take a little work on the side. <laughs> uh, you never know. <laughs> show business is very fickle. Sure. It's Will and Grace and Dan. I try and you know stay Just busy. Just like odd jobs, yeah. dog walking, some temp work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sure, yeah, I can understand that. Doing like let's do an internet series. <laughs> Damn, me and Jordan have both really been enjoying uh, your television program. Your pretty face is going to hell. Oh, it's uh, it's probably it's like, the strangest television program you know, I've ever seen. Yeah, 
I've got a I've got a behind the scenes story about the show actually. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Uh, I uh, I auditioned for the show. I got the script ahead of time, read it ahead of time. Really thought it was funny. Something that jumped out to me is in the pilot. There is a character where the character name. I don't think he's referred to himself by name, but the character. Oh, name I think is he is Eddie Peppertone. Yeah. Demon. No, he is. He is referred to every every <laughs> show. They're like, hey, Eddie, how's it going? <laughs> I think no, maybe the last one when Satan came in, he's like Eddie. But yeah, the, the full name is Eddie Pepitone Demon. Yeah, is the right. whole name on the script. Yeah. We and should I, explain that this show takes place in in hell. Hell, yeah, a sort of green screened office version of <laughs> yeah. hell. Yeah, very very cubicle heavy uh, version of hell, and <laughs> lots of corporate manuals for everything. Every day is Monday on the calendar. <laughs> they wear bad like. Uh, Best Buy polo shirts. When they have a the, bathroom break, they have to go and become toilets. Yeah, they're, to they're head is then in the toilet. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. So I looked. I'm like, oh, that's great. Eddie Pepitone's on board for this. That's that's great. He'll be great in this part. And I went to the audition, and Eddie Pepitone was there auditioning in front of me. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, aren't you already in this? He's like, no, I have to audition for this part. Oh, I mean, that's got to be the most insulting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How I do know, you? You know, you want. How do you not get that? Yeah, <laughs> I've got, you know, I've had a lot of uh, many times doing an, uh, a voiceover audition for something and it'll be like, you know, we want a real like, you know, say like Maurice LaMarche type. Yeah. You're sitting there with Maurice LaMarche <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's uh, you're probably going to get it because if they say if they say your name, you'll be the one who doesn't get it because <laughs> they never know what they fucking want. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> That's the that's what they call the wisdom of Lamarche. Sure, low <laughs> wisdom. Yeah, that would be funny if like I saw the actual show and it was like um, it was like Michael B. Jordan yeah. or something, just Ron, like Ron White. Right, uh, exactly, yeah. Ron White. I haven't seen I haven't seen an episode with you in it, Dana. Uh, I've been in. Uh, You're in I most, in, right? Uh, yeah, I was in uh, the. I was in a little bit in the first one. I'm in. A, I get there's. I have a lot more in the second one where they haunt the house. I'm possessed. The one I saw involved uh, like a fish concert. Oh, yeah. That's the f- – yeah, that might be this week's. You've okay. got kind of a weird goatee in this, right? A soul patch. A soul patch, sure. Do you, Not- do you play d- a demon or just a man? I am Gary's old roommate. Uh-huh. So whenever he needs connections to the surface, I'm his guy. We used to share our apartment together. I've turned his old room into my humidor. <laughs> uh, and this, yeah, the one I, he possesses me because he can't, his girlfriend can't see him because Satan's using it, this apartment as his, uh, as his bang, his bone garden. <laughs> so he doesn't want it to go up for sale because he wants to keep it. So Gary has to haunt it with, you know, maggots and blood and all that stuff. It is a strange program. Yeah. It's it is very- strange in the context of other shows on Adult Swim because everyone is wearing red makeup and horns. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, you know, it's really neat to There's watch it because – There's flame everywhere. Yeah, like that's what's so neat about watching it though. Like there's so much other crap in there that was nowhere near – I mean – Right. This is not on the level of you see like making episode – to Phantom Menace, and these yeah. guys got the dots on, and there's some green screen that's you know bigger than this building. This is like you know an, uh, a two by two green screen, and so you know like yeah. 
But that's still like, to, how can you make it look that awesome? The, they yeah, have to really. Move yeah, the green exactly. Screen around yeah. every frame exactly. to create a composite right. green I mean, screen. I would call the show Guillermo del Toro esque in its combination of practical and CGI effects. That's uh, a really good point, George. What they're going Thanks. for. Yeah. <laughs> Specific rib esque. Yeah. I, th- I didn't spot Doug Jones, but I presume he'll be involved at some point. Oh, sure. Absolutely. That's wonderful. <laughs> hey, wait. I promised that we would, that I would discuss the rubber band man sure. by the spinners. This is one of my favorite. The other day, a couple of weeks ago, I went to what was advertised as an estate sale mm-hmm. in my neighborhood of Los Angeles, Mount Washington, and it turned out not to be an estate sale, which typically is a big disappointment mm-hmm. because there's some fucking mm-hmm. asshole advertising their garage sales in a estate sale, but they're not dead. Sure. They're sitting right there. They want to sell you their old baby clothes or whatever. Oh, boy. Luckily, this guy... Not only was he a very nice man, he'd been an R&B DJ, so I got to go through his whole record collection and buy a bunch of records, Wow, which was wonderful. And, and I also bought a number of CDs from him. One of them was a Spinners compilation. I, I love the Spinners. I'm on record as saying that when I'm an old man, all I'll do is listen to the Spinners, the Stylistics, the Chilites, possibly the Whispers, maybe the Manhattans, occasionally Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes, but only the Teddy Pendergrass years. Um, Sweet Soul is like my old man music. Yeah, this, I mean, this is all part of the record. Yeah. No need to, no need to go back over it again. (laughs) So, people can just go to their local library and look this up on the microfiche. Sure, it's it's on microfiche. Most local, you you can get it on ILL if it's not in your local (laughs) library, if you have a lesser library system. I mean, don't mean to be rude, but you can call the reference desk of the New York Public Library. There you go. They've got that. So I, I hey, I think we can all agree the local library is a great place to hang out. I, it That's is. right. It is really fun. They have story time. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeless guys jacking off. Yeah. yeah, and story time and masturbation time with homeless guys <laughs> on the computers. Free Ken Burns movies. Sure, <laughs> all the Ken Burns movies you care to watch. Yep, there's only one there. Uh, a lot of movies you can rent in Russian. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have never been to the library here. Yeah. I used to go all the time in New York. I don't even know where it is. They don't have them here. I mean, it's got to be around here somewhere, right? Like the main, (laughs) is there like a main branch? No, it's just like. No, they've replaced all all the libraries with Tesla dealerships. (laughs) (laughs) It's Ducati of Beverly Hills now. That's right. Uh, There's that really nice one downtown that's kind of like that classic giant multi-floor library. And then there are a lot of like lesser libraries that are. Mostly homeless guy jack off areas, <laughs> but yeah, one downtown, highly recommended. So I, I love the spinners. I've been mm. listening to the spinners compilation for for a, a lot of time. Look, mm. I got these on LP, but you can't mm-hmm. listen to LPs in your car. Sure. So I, I've been listening to this spinners CD, and one of my favorite spinners songs is this song called Rubber Band Man. Now, Rubber Band Man is slang. Rubber a Rubber Band Man is slang for like a hustler. Like a guy that keeps his his wad, so to speak, in a rubber band, right? That's what, you know, like a, as in the song Rubber Band Man by T.I., produced by David Banner. But the Rubber Band Man, in the Spinner song, The Rubber Band Man, it, I can't even... So it's a really great song. So Thomas has it loaded up. And Thomas, have you, have you got the track Arm to Record as well? Okay, so... So I thought that we could just take a listen to Rubber Band Man, pause a couple times in the mm-hmm. verses. That's what makes it fair use. We're analyzing it. Sure. Mm-hmm. And we could just address some of the themes that come up okay. in, in the song by the Spinners, Rubber Band Man. And look, if, you haven't, if you're not familiar with this song, you've got a treat ahead of you. This is a great song. 
So, Thomas, why, why don't you start Rubber Band Man here? It's a really fun intro. It suggests a rubber band. Yeah. Right? And a cool fanfare, too. Like, it's really getting you ready to enjoy. Something's coming. Yeah. You don't know what it is yet, but something. Well, wait until you hear the first verse, because that is the theme of the first verse, is they get your fucking ass together. Get dressed. You and me, we're going out to catch the latest sound. Guaranteed to blow your mind so high you won't come down. Okay, so so pause it there. Pause it for a second there, Thomas. This is the theme of the first verse is get your shit together. We do not have time to fuck around. We do not have time to wait. We don't... Give me my special hat and my special cane. Give me my good shit. Yeah, because... The rubber band is about to jam. Okay? It's like it is an epic build up for this act. Like this is gonna be this is like going to see Sinatra in his prime. Mm-hmm. Whatever the rubber band is, yeah. this is tremendous. Sure. And this is not this isn't something that was known at this isn't like about the song the rubber band was created for this song. No, this is like do you know how you hear you know you hear about when movies were just invented and they would show something where the train was coming towards the audience and everyone oh, would, would jump yeah, out right. of the way? That's the level we're at with the rubber band. Like, this is something that is blowing people's fucking minds, okay? This is some new, new mm-hmm. shit that is really... Okay, go, go ahead and press play, Thomas. It's a great song. I love this song. You're going to lose control. You're going to shit your pants, is what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. You avoid your bowel hearing this. Everything he does comes out right. Okay. Okay, so everything he does comes out right. Seems to come out right. This is, this man, he is like a man god. The rubber band man is a man god. He's, this is like nothing you'll, you've ever seen before. Okay. So they're, they're not going to see the rubber band. They're going to see the rubber band man. Well, it's unclear whether they're going <laughs> to see the rubber band, comma, man, or okay. the rubber band, band man. man. So far. Because yeah. he does put a pause in there. Mm-hmm. The rubber band man. man. So it could be the rubber band, comma, okay. man. Although that he did just say everything he seems to do. Or everything he says, yeah. Comes so it does out. seem like it is the rubber band so man. It's just some some Jesus type, right? Flawless, the, sure, amazing. This guy's turning coal into diamonds like fucking Superman. Let's let's listen, but listen to verse two because verse two is the verse where we really start to get information <laughs> specifics, not just hype, but specifics about his act. Wait. What? Whoa, wait, what? Wait, I'm sorry, excuse me? Okay, pause that. This is a hit song. Sure. A huge hit song from the late 1970s. In the first verse, we learned what an amazing act right. we're about to see. We need to get dressed up. We need a hat and cane sure. to go see this act. 
Okay, this is the act of the century. In verse 2, we learn what the act is. A short, fat man stretching a rubber band between his toes. Then, the piece de resistance... It finally reaches his nose. Finally. <laughs> so they're going to a freak show. <laughs> it seems like even, a circus act. It's not like he's a three-legged man. He just is putting a rubber band between his toes. Yeah. He could just be a very bored man in an office supply <laughs> closet. Sure, yeah. Later you get to see his uh, little pig made from an eraser. <laughs> it is a truly boggling. Oh, he's very good at paper football. So keep playing, keep playing the song. And this is a series. The Spinners are a serious band. They perform serious love songs. This isn't a, this isn't a song by Alan Sherman. <laughs> but... So I looked it up on the internet. The guy who wrote the song for the spinners was okay. And then he wriggles it up around his nose. How could he even wriggle it to his nose? Up his gut? Yeah, boy. This to they, his sternum. They seem to have an unrealistic, uh, uh, real like unrealistic ideas of what a rubber band can do. Oh, absolutely, yeah. no doubt about that. I'm guessing none of them have ever even seen a rubber band. Sure. They read it in the song like, oh. They all do that. It is. Is this just the product of you know seventies psychedelics? Is this, or is it? Is this? Is this also like a metaphor? Is this also like a Bob Dylan "I'm Waiting on My Man" kind of thing, or Velvet Underground? Excuse me. I'll tell you what the explanation is on Wikipedia. Okay. Uh, the explanation on Wikipedia. I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna open it up on the internet so that I can. Um, uh, so that I can tell it exactly. So, so turn the music up a little. The ad libs are amazing, sure, because they have all the commitment of soul music. But they're about a short, fat man playing a rubber band. Like, can you imagine being the baritone in the group? Yeah, and having to say, what am I harmonizing with? And you just, you get one line, and it's like, and it put it on his toes. Right. <laughs> right between his toes. Okay, the song, written by producer Tom Bell and singer-songwriter Linda Creed. Tom Bell is a, a one of the most legendary... Uh, vocal soul uh, singer-songwriter producers ever uh, was about Bell's son who was being teased by his classmates for being overweight. Intended to improve his son's self-image, the song eventually evolved from being about the fat man to the rubber band man. Boy, yeah, the, the only I, I don't even see the, the journey only, of that happening. Yeah, well, I think it's it's mushrooms. You eat a bunch <laughs> of mushrooms and then you write a song and then. To be fair, this is like the late seventies. Sure. I think these probably guys, cocaine, angel dust, angel dust. Okay, these guys are at PCP lifting up cars. Yeah, and just writing songs. Yeah, so weird. Um, yeah, what, what part of that would improve? Is it that everyone enjoys his freak show so much? That the guy's going to put a fedora hat on and a silver tip cane to go see a fat kid? I yeah. to be which fair, then switch to rubber. That he's got some skill of being a playing a rubber band. I'm imagining a top hat. 
Just so you know. Mm. FYI, well, a silk topper is what okay. I'm Okay, I, I was picturing a huggy bear uh, sort of. Oh, uh, yeah, like a know, floppy. Uh, the real, sure. the, yeah, the. Like a big late 70s. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. What about the kind with, with like, uh, uh, like a like a long velvet, mm-hmm. you know that kind of hat that I'm talking oh, about yeah. with like a long, a soft, like yeah. a plush, something something with a something something with some nap to it. Yeah, <laughs> some uh, weight, some expense. Exactly, some good so look of quality. Is this is this just a product of like and uh, and I'm no music historian. I never claim to be. Uh, but is yeah, this if you want to talk a... to a music historian, Peter Garalmik's your man. <laughs> sure, yeah, not Jordan Morris. Right. Lester uh, Bangs might have a few insights, but <laughs> right. not you. Uh, is this just some sort of like, I mean, I can't get away from the thought that this is some sort of like psychedelic thing, or this is some sort of drug metaphor. Like, uh, I mean, again, this is not the genre of you music. Think this they... is not a Donovan song. You think they retconned. Right. This the... is coded somehow. There, There is a period. Mm-hmm. Where vocal group soul music went psychedelic. There's a producer named Norman Whitfield who wrote some big Motown hits in the 60s. And then when Motown went to albums in the early 70s after uh, What's Going On and and Stevie Wonder, um, he produced some albums for The Temptations uh, that had psychedelic themes. Uh, One's called Psychedelic Shack. Uh Uh-huh. That goes Psychedelic Shack, that's where it's at. Psychedelic Shack, that's where it's at. (laughs) One's called Ball of Confusion. Mm -hmm. That's what the world is today. Um, Itching off all my skin. (laughs) Itching off all my skin is another one. (laughs) Spiders, get them off. Sure. It's a sort of grand... We used to use, for the KZSE News uh, at at our college station in Santa Cruz, I used to use, for the newscast music, the intro to one of those songs. It was called Masterpiece, from Mm -hmm. an album called Masterpiece. And the intro that was just a sort of a vamp um, went on so long that I could do the entire intro. I could, ju- I didn't have to edit it to make it. <laughs> I could put down this record by the Temptations, a singing group. None of them play instruments. Let's be clear. <laughs> put it down. Drop the needle on it. I could do the whole newscast, like three, four, five minutes over the intro. To the first song on the album. Like, before The Temptations started singing, I could do the entire thing. And that was because of psychedelics. Mm -hmm. And a sort of, and a grand vision of self that one can only presume was inspired by cocaine. Sure. (laughs) So I guess, so yeah, so what are the, what are the elements of psychedelic music? Yeah, you have that long, vampy kind of, um, you know, uh, wall of sound. This has a throbbing cocaine-ish beat. Sure. Yeah, well, but, but but then you just, then you have, you know, kooky lyrics that, you know, are a metaphor for something. This seems to have this seems to, to be keep a you to perfectly you out, pleasant then. soul yeah. song. There's Maybe they don't bit... want to like freak you out if yeah. it was like he's a guy with knife face. There's no yeah. if you on your is... drugs and start like freaking Whoa. out as opposed to like, oh, it's just a happy fat guy playing a rubber band. <laughs> yeah. I'm or maybe so there's great, a version guys. of this song that does have sitars and um <laughs> rain sticks right. and flugel horns. You think this is this what we just heard might be the cocaine remix. Sure. And there's a like a mescaline remix. Right, right. I guess that's 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 the track that I'm on right now. Okay. I no, I think that's an interesting mm-hmm. possibility. I wonder if w- what I think is he wrote first of all, he knew he needed to have a fat protagonist. Sure. A fat but beloved protagonist. Initially, a Falstaffian character. (laughs) Initially, he tried to write a song, a story song, where the fatness was incorporated into what made the character so beloved. Mm -hmm. 
Then he remembered that people hate fat people. <laughs> he remembered so he, he himself even yeah, finds sure. fat people <laughs> disgusting and horrible. His own child was a disappointment to him, yeah. despite the fact that he was trying to encourage him. And so he then said, I'm going to need to give him some other admirable characteristic. And he looked around and he's like, stapler? No. Yeah. Okay, explanation two. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, kind of uh, uh, the showbiz explanation for why the movie Prometheus is so weird is because it was a mashup of two different scripts. Uh, I guess someone had written this... Um, you know, science fiction, the first humans story, and then someone else had written an alien prequel. And they liked elements of both stories, but then just mashed them up into this one script that kind of didn't make a lot of sense. I'm guessing these songwriters, you have a woman who wants to write this heroic, uh, or I forget which songwriter it was. One wants to write the Tom Bell wants to write heroic about his son, fat the, the son. heroic fat boy. But You're, then there's also this is the chocolate in my peanut butter. Yes, peanut butter in my chocolate. But I'd say maybe there's a Hudsucker proxy like boardroom of men wanting to sell rubber bands to kids as toys, as musical instruments, and they're like, why can't ah. we just combine this fat guy song and this rubber band product placement song? And that's what we have is this kind of confusing thing that is neither the one nor the other. So you think big mm. big rubber is behind this. Right. Well, big band. <laughs> 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 we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse Boy Detective. And I'm Dana Snyder, Peter King. He is a real, he's a yeah, real Peter King. I got sure. a Peter truck. Pain in the ass, am I right? Oh, no. Hey, oh. This week's Jordan Jesse Go brought to you by Marin on IFC. All new episode this Friday at 10 p.m. Hey, got some guest stars on this show, Jesse. Oh, yeah. What are we looking at? We're the Marin at Show a... has a Judd Hirsch, Gina Gershon, Aubrey Plaza, Adam Scott will all appear on The Marin Show. Dennis Leary, what? also a producer on The Marin Show. Fridays, 10 p.m., IFC. Also, we've got something up on the Jumbotron. Here's a message for Eliza Peterson from John. Congratulations. Oh, I'm going to say John B., Mm-hmm. Because, you know, because she knows more than one John. Sure. Mm. Congratulations, Eliza, on defending your PhD and good luck in Seattle. I'll miss you, especially our conversations about poo poo. Makes now, me I want should to know say, what PhD was on. He yeah, wrote Jesse, poop. I added an He extra, riffed a little ooh. bit. I riffed. I wanted to say poo poo. No, but I, I mean, I support that decision. I just, I and mean, again, in the interest of clarity, she might know two Johns. She right. might have two different running jokes, one about poo, one about poo-poo. One okay. could be her five-year-old <laughs> nephew who would say poo-poo, and the sure. other John is her, you know, sophisticated her adult lover, who yeah, would just say 45-year-old poop. man who would say poop. She, right. also, she also has a five-year-old nephew who's a Samoan boy named poo-poo. Poo-poo, yeah, which could you. also uh, yeah, lead right. to confusion. So, so yeah. there's so a lot of problems. just wanted to be clear this up, so Eliza, hopefully, you know, call us if you need any more information. If but. you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's quick, it's easy, it's cheap, MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor any of our shows at Maximum Fun, email our development director, the beautiful Teresa Thorne, at Ooh. Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love 
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Dana Snyder, America's uh, melodrama sweetheart. <laughs> really? Olio. Yeah. I'm the last one doing it. You're the last one doing melodrama? That's right. Like, or uh, Olio, the brand of margarine. Yeah, no. no. Oh, yeah, no, what's that? Oh, yeah, Olio. My grandfather always said, get me the Olio. I'd like, look in the fridge. I have no idea what he's talking about. What the hell is Olio? It's like he means the margarine. Oh. Yeah, that's Your grandfather's weird. like, I'm dying. I think it's dropsy. You're like, yeah, I don't know what that is, Grandpa. I know it's dropsy. I'm going to go play Pong. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the borax. What? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, go outside and play with your hoop and stick. Yeah. I'll just sit here and eat soap flakes. <laughs> what? What? Flakes? Hand me my powdered soap. toothpaste. <laughs> my tooth powder. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me? Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> I'm out of here. I gotta do go to a different thing yeah. from the 70s. Well, no breakfast cakes for you. <laughs> no breakfast cakes for you. And don't mess with my spats. <laughs> I just had them pressed with my co- along with my collars, I'm which going- were not attached to my shirt. Uh, I'm going to see the rubber band <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I bet that I, you know. I bet that's just like a flop house where they did heroin, right? Like, right. like oh, gonna see the rubber band man. I'm gonna get oh oh, and you tie off your thing to get a vein. Maybe that's it. No, I think if oh. it's a, if it's a, I think it's like a hustler guy. Okay, but I do think that could be the guy you go to to score. Uh huh. Right? Could could hold the yeah. What I'm going with this one now. He puts the that Rubber tube to, to close to get his vein to pop. Out. He puts one edge between his toe and the oh, other yeah. one in his mouth. Maybe yeah. Up. Maybe he's just trying to find different veins in different places. Maybe the ones you I know, think on that's his true. Arm the toes and the nose distended. Yeah. Those are the nose is a great place for, of course. Oh, pain. and then there's that there's that line we didn't listen to. He's like, and then he puts it under his balls. <laughs> <laughs> that he, makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, I guess it does. Harder now. to find a vein. Puts it under his balls. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they do? Yeah, you, I think when the that's 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 a junkie thing is when they run out of veins, they get to the go last to like, vein. That's the one under your balls. Yeah, you know you've hit rock bottom when you're, when you're injecting, injecting something in your black your tar vein. heroin. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, <laughs> right into the gooch. Yeah. Ooh, I really got to quit this. <laughs> well, one more. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. I I didn't know. I knew about between the toes, but under the balls. Yeah, I did yeah. Not know about. Thank God you didn't. <sighs> When something momentous happens to you, let's just say the first time you run out of veins and you got to shoot up under your balls, uh, we ask that you call us at 206-984-4FUN, 206-984-4FUN, or email us at jjgoatmaximumfun.org. For momentous occasions, we've got three telephone calls this week. Thomas, why don't you run out that first one? Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Elizabeth in Oregon. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I just saw a bald fucking eagle soaring majestically through the air. It was amazing and beautiful, and a line of cars stopped to watch it. Nature! Okay, love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Number one, love you too. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, great work. Sure. That's the, this is the kind of momentous occasion. We're looking for this an inspirational momentous yeah, occasion. Yeah, patriotic a little bit. On eagle's yeah. wings, we soar. Nature think... is and then yeah. just immediately sending it to the digital forum. Sure. By pulling the cell phone out and <laughs> calling a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, it's beautiful. I got to text this, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I actually had a couple momentous occasions. Sure. Uh, my wife is going to have a second child. 
Congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, we, it will be an eagle. <laughs> that's right. We just God, found God willing. Eagle. The, test, yeah. the test just came back. Uh-huh. It's a Kazaki golden eagle. Oh, that's really that's really great. And they're endangered, so that's awesome that she's... They are. Yeah. No. And uh, we just had an offer accepted on a house. Check it out. We're buying the house next door to our house. Well, <laughs> hey, that'll make it easy. I know. Yeah. We're still going to hire movers, though. Yeah. That's the complicated part. You got them to come and like, all right, uh, you well, know, like we get $10 stuff, a mile. Do you think you can just open your house's window and then the other house's window and toss a lot of it through yeah. the window? That's <laughs> some so. kind of shoot through the two that you can just sort Hell, of like yeah. those... Like the old at the at the breweries where the boxes of beer would go down with all the wheels on right. it, you know, like slight incline. If I could bring in Laverne and Shirley on this thing, yeah. I think yeah. I've got it made. They, I don't think I, I do need the movers. I still think they have one of those at the uh, Sears at Burbank at the mall in Burbank. When you, know? you when you get a bigger item, there's one of those weird wheel things that the thing will you know your microwave <laughs> yeah, or right, whatever. Sure. Can I ask you a question, Dana? This came up for me. I think on I was just on Never Not Funny. Our friend with our friends Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. I think this is where that's where this came up for me, but it's something that's really been bothering me, and I haven't gone to Google to type it in yet. <laughs> Is this a real type of store? You get a big catalog, and I'm asking you this because you got a couple years on me, so you were more sentient than I was when I think this was a thing. You get a big catalog, you mark what you want in the catalog, then you bring it to a counter, in a store, like the store is just a counter, like yeah. sort of like the counter in an auto parts store. Right. You give it to the person. They're like, you want a two twenty four, a four twenty one, and it's nine sixty three, and that's like an electric tea kettle, mm-hmm. a Hot Wheels set, and a, a personal massager. Right. And you give them, you know, you pay for it. They go in the back, and someone brings it out for you from from like a warehouse or something that's in the back, like the world's cheapest store, basically. Yeah, it's no the floor cheap. models. Yeah, so. it's like a pre-Costco. Costco. I feel like I do remember some kind of place like that. I think it's like, real. I think it is real. Like, Isn't that like I what think it, Sears I think started that, out as? I think that's real, and unicorns aren't. Yeah, that's what I think. No, I'm no, unicorn, sure no unicorns one. work at those stores. <laughs> That's who you can get back. That's why you can't see it. That's why everything has a big hole in the middle of it. Well, they're very efficient. They're very efficient with the stocking and things, but they're terrible customer service, so they just keep them in the back where they don't have to deal with people. I know in my head. They're always high. They're they're getting high. Yeah, exactly. In my head, I know exactly where this store is. Yeah. Which is if you start at Mission Savings and Loan at the corner of 16th and Mission, which is a Citibank or something now, uh, and you cross the street. Towards the BART station entrance in San Francisco, and you go to the left, there's like a sort of an alley you go down, and then there's storefront is right there. It's right next to where there's like a Walgreens. <laughs> it seems like, I feel yeah, like that's it's like, one of those two, if, like a, a place you get the, like your Pepperidge Farm fruit baskets and like yeah. a weird like gift. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got those in the back. Uh, some weird like catalog only, but they have one store somewhere. That, How about like, a special edition Cadillac? Exactly. <laughs> It'll be around for. I'm thinking just a giant uh, kind of tin of peanut brittle. Yes, that's yes. how you get it. Yeah, all things. that the the tri flavored popcorn in the tin <laughs> yeah, with sure. the yeah, yeah. caramel and the ch- cheddar and then the boring, like a huge inflatable home swimming pool, like mm-hmm. a huge yes. one, with yeah. twenty feet across. Yeah, that's what you get at this store. I think it's real. Yeah, it's a lap pool. Like basically, uh, maybe not as expensive or fancy stuff as like a Brookstone. Yeah. Weird, 
weird. Well, it uh, was. This was. Let's just say this wasn't a Brookstone type neighborhood that I grew up in. Yeah, wasn't. Uh, if it, isn't if that they what sold I... butterfly knives and those <laughs> combs that slip over your middle finger? <laughs> yeah, those would be the two most important. Those are hard to find these days. I guess what I'm thinking of like a like a cowboy movie. Someone going to the general store and saying to the guy, "I need a you know bag of feed and a yeah, length right. of rope." Maybe this was just the the time between. Sears and Old West General Store was this other thing where you still went up and said. I I feel like at some point there, I remember one. Of, I feel like I remember one of these in Las Vegas, but it was some really national catalog store that just had catalogs. But then they would also yeah. have like like this was their shipping center, but you could also go in instead of having it shipped if you were lucky enough to live in the town where this thing was. You could like go in and get it. Be like you could go to like Amazon today if if they had a little, like how the bakeries would always have the outlet in the back, like that kind of thing, like attached to the back of this warehouse for some. You can get all these day old washing machines. Exactly right. I was I was driving to Palm Springs recently. Drove past the Skechers factory, Mm -hmm. or at least Skechers World Headquarters. Was Joe Montana working there? Yeah, I saw Joe Montana. Greeter out front. He gave me a nice (laughs) nice firm handshake. Sure. Uh, speaking of firm, you should get a load of his butt since he wore those, started wearing those crazy shoes. Didn't he get sued because those don't work? <laughs> Did he get sued personally? I think he got sued. Why would you sue Joe wow. Montana? I think because he said that those shoes worked and they don't. But they, he, I could be wrong about that. I, let's, let's Google that. That what's, seems wrong to what me. What I think is really great about those shoes is that the principle behind those shoes is it makes it hard to walk. Yeah, right. That's the fitness principle. It's sure. like what – you could do any – like you could also just wear snowshoes all the time. Uh-huh. You could you could put glue on the bottom of your shoes so it's harder to pick them up. It could up. be constantly spinning. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's I, a thousand ways that you could make your walking 5% <laughs> less efficient. Yeah. Or take the stairs sometimes. Yeah. Get off one stop earlier. Yeah. Park at the back of the parking lot and walk up. I think that that I think it's a real type of store. Yeah, me too. But there's a thing like anything that happened before you were seven might or might not be real. Yeah, I think the including abuse. (laughs) That's right. Sure. I think the real. I I seem to remember some place like that too. Yeah. Do we have a Do we have a beat on what's the Joe Montana thing? Skechers sued. Oh, Skechers got sued for Joe oh, Montana okay. ads for a forty million dollar settlement. Sure, that's a that's that's nothing for the Skechers people. Yeah, yeah and they're still selling those guys those are shoes, rolling right? in shit shoe money. <laughs> yeah, they're still selling those, right? I, I mean, I I there's there would be few band few brands for which I have less affinity than Skechers. <laughs> However, Airwalk. That having been said, I think I prefer Airwalk. Yeah. Um, a retro I, thing now. Sure, like yeah. Airwalks kind of like kind of yeah, kitschy right. and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my Airwalks. <laughs> I mean, possibly Big Johnson. <laughs> sure. Um, but I was happy to see You know, his factory... casino, you can get uh, liquor in the front and poker in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what I liked about the... I remember as a kid getting that for the first time and just being, yes, <laughs> yes. Like it really felt like I had, I had accomplished something. You'd really moved up from big dogs. I get this grown-up <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I, I was really happy to see a factory mm. store at a factory. Yeah. And it made me feel oh, really yeah. good about things. Because if you go to the factory outlet mall, yeah. most of the stores are selling goods made for the yeah. factory outlet mall. They're not selling 
the, leftovers. The good or, stuff, which was like, wow, this was $300 and now it's $50 because they took it back from the. Yeah, there's very little of that at the factory yeah. outlet. There's a lot of stores now that have more factory outlet stores mm-hmm. than actual stores. Uh-huh. Nordstrom ha- now has more Nordstrom outlet, racks. Yeah. Has more Nordstrom racks than Nordstroms. Anyway, what's our next call? Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. Hi, guess. This is Dan. Hey, from Dan. Iowa with a momentous occasion. I recently started beekeeping, and I checked my bees today <laughs> for the first time, and the queens are out, and they're laying eggs. So, yay for me. Have a good one. Bee caviar for yeah. everyone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> quick, quick, eat the scramble up those bee eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's going to send us some honey? I hope so. Maybe I think he's bees. now a Hopefully, he... yeah. We just a yeah. box of bees. And, like, we open the box and they all hey, go in our oh, face. Oh, this is like a... Hey, oh! <laughs> we got to jump in the lake. Yeah. package. Yeah, right? That's how we get rid of the bears. I think he'll send us some honey. I hope so. I think if you... Here's a general rule. If you're out there in the Jordan Jesse Go listening audience and you have bees that make honey and you haven't sent us honey yet, W T F. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. Put Get it, on hey, that. Put it in a bear too. People send us candy from Japan and you can't be bothered to send us honey. Which you're rolling in, by the way. Because the bees more... literally shit it out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't need that much honey. Stop hoarding all of your honey. I want to know when you become a beekeeper, though, does then it become everybody you know is like, oh, where's my free honey? Because we've been yeah, friends for sure. 15 years. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I've been trying to make this. I'm trying to make some money going to the farmer's market once a week, and yeah. now I've got all my, my lecherous uh, scumbag friends <laughs> who are just like vultures over here. Is the honey red? Oh, yeah. I got some All in- those honey freeloaders. Yeah, right. All the honey freeloaders. <laughs> I got some inside information on this. Mm-hmm. My sister-in-law lives in a house, and her landlord, Will Rogers, the chairman of the Trust for Public Land, where mm-hmm. I used to work, is an urban beekeeper. It's not that urban of a situation. We're talking about the Berkeley Hills. But a, but a relatively urban beekeeper. Yeah. And she says that uh, his shed is full of honey. He gives it away to all the donors for the Trust for Public Land. All the major donors get honey, and he still has honey left over. He doesn't know what to do with it. So if you're out there, no excuses. Yeah. And you can well, send this... it to us in the honeycomb so we can do that thing where you chew the... Oh, I want mine oh. in a bear. You want yours in a bear? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe both. You wouldn't settle for a mason jar? No. Come on. Bear. Right, I'd take I'm, a mason jar. I'm, I got, I, I got to stick to my guns on this, right? <laughs> I would. Honey like... comes in a plastic bear. I'm sorry. I well, would if you enjoy... get it in the mason jar, then you get to get a piece of honey coated in the, the honey. You know, my, I have a honey. general opinion. That's this is I'm not going to be popular, but I got to tell it like it is. <laughs> you're straight. You're straight talking. Too much shit comes in mason jars these days. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's giving you something in a mason jar, and they want you to be delighted by it. I was the first 9,000 times, but now all this shit's in a mason jar. What more things need to come in bears and other animals, mammals specifically. No reptiles, no amphibians. Give me something in a container shaped like a popular mammal. Can I ask you a important question? Yes. Marsupials? That's a gray area. Koala mm. bear? Oh, yeah, sure. If I could reach into its pouch and grab handfuls of jam, <laughs> then I would. I'm, I'm getting up inside you, platypus. <laughs> sure. Give me your sweet platypus jam. <laughs> Lay some eggs in my mouth. 
But seriously, send us some fucking money. Yeah, Address is on the website. Get on it. Just do it now. Find yeah. something else to put things in other than mason jars, too. And not just you, Dave baby from bottle. Iowa. <laughs> yeah, baby bu- you could be a giant man baby. Yeah. Uh, That'd be a funny like theme of a bar. You know how they have those like, old-time cocktail bars where oh, you yeah, get the yeah. mint julep in the mason jar? They have like should have adult baby bar. <laughs> what about <laughs> where you get a gin and tonic in a baby, baby bottle? Baby one is scotch. <laughs> yep. You know what? Our fucking our fucking after hours nightlife business yeah. is is fucking about to blow up. Yeah. Because between Dorothy's Sure. Secret gay bar. The secret gay bar. Or, or classic gay bar rather. This is a gay bar this is a gay bar that we're gonna open. And the <laughs> theme is gay bar pre Stonewall. So you get all of the like you get all you get all of the comfort of knowing that like you're in a major city like you're unlikely to be gay bashed the police aren't going to come in et cetera et cetera but you get to do stuff like jack people off behind a newspaper <laughs> totally okay yeah it's totally it's even encouraged yeah at it's Dorothy's encouraged because it's fun <laughs> subterfuge is fun when the danger isn't real. <laughs> It's like those weird services that kidnap you. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's exactly it's like a Michael Douglas like. game situation. Sure, that's exactly what but it's for gay, like for gay guys. Um, but I mean, this, what's nice about it is, it's for the kidnapping service to work, you have to be, you have to be turned on by kidnapping, which is a really specific thing. Mm-hmm. For ours to work, you just have to be gay. Yeah, yeah, you just have to be a dude that that wants to suck it. And dick. I guess nostalgic. And, you know, and the, but I mean, madman. I mean, the culture is taking care sure, of that. Right, for exactly, us. Sure, right. Exactly. Sure. Suit. Put on us. Everyone wants to put on a suit and tie. Even Justin Timberlake. Sure. You know what I mean? I think you know what I mean. He wrote a song about it. If you're out there and you have honey, you have pickled beets. I also want pickled beets. I will also take some pickled beets. <laughs> you also want pickled beets? Yeah. It should be in a wolf. You want pickled beets in a wolf? Yeah. I'll take pickled beets in a mason jar. So if you want to send me two jars of pickled beets in mason jars, go to town. Yeah. Will you transfer one of them to the wolf then to share? No, I mean, I don't have a wolf, Dana. Well, you can just dump them out in a bowl. So your choices are... Don't tell me they were in a mason jar, and then I'm okay with it. You're just going to close your eyes, put your fingers in your ears. A wolf bottle? Or just a bowl. Oh, yeah. Either or. Just as long as they're not in the mason jar. I'm a principled man. There's a Ziploc bag yeah. full of pickled beets. But Guys, can I say... I got a Zanku chicken down the block. I don't... I got... I got pickled beets coming out my ass, okay? I'm not gonna... One important thing to say... Number one, you have pickled Persian cucumbers coming out of <laughs> your ass. They have pickled beets at uh, Zanku. They do? They do, yeah. They're real good. Are they? They're very tasty. Woody, do you have to order them special? No, no. They just give them to you. No, they give you pickled, like, cucumbers and, and radishes and shit. I think it's beets. I don't think it's beets. You dip them in a little hummus? I don't think those are beets, Jordan. Okay. Well, Google this. This is, yeah. It could be. Okay. I don't think they're beets. I think it's listeners that have to send us the pickled beets. Okay. We can't just get these. <laughs> no. We can't just acquire these for a nominal price. I'll accept jams and jellies. Huh? How about uh, my friend makes uh, very delicious smoked cherries. Mm. Smoked cherries. That yeah, sounds for, good. You know, Manhattans and things. But he's a big uh, grill barbecue guy. Probably get they make. They would definitely come in a mason jar, though. I'm not yeah. going to lie to you well, about it. I got to stick to my guns. If 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 Jordan, if the, the paparazzi snaps a picture of me eating or drinking out of a mason jar, it's all over. They're beets. We have it confirmed. Beats. I stand corrected. We have a we have a listener who lives near me, who once kindly brought me a brisket. That's nice. Wow. 
So if you want to send me a brisket in the mail, you're going to have to think about logistics. You're going to put some thought Vacuum into logistics. Vacuum pack, dr- uh, dry ice happening. Yeah, the whole nine yards. It's like I ordered some soft shell crabs for my mom for Mother's Day from Maryland. She loves soft shell crabs. So, you know, I'm, they're going to come overnight and... Uh, in the dry ice, et cetera, et cetera. If you're doing brisket, do that. And again, if you're canning at home, if you're putting up preserves at home, I really want you to think first about hygiene because I would hate to get a crippling uh, disease or possibly even die because of your your neglect. Some type of cross-contamination going on in the home. If that happens, on my deathbed, I will curse you. And a podcaster's curse is very powerful. Sure. <laughs> Second only to a Jewish, Jewish source. Wizard, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, have, we have one more call. Let's let's take our one last call. What's up, Jordan, Jesse, and guest? Um, my name is Jessica. I am right now living in Puerto Rico where I see a lot of crazy things, but I wanted to call with this momentous occasion, and that is that last weekend uh, while driving uh, in western Puerto Rico, we saw a guy pushing a puppy in a toilet in a wheelchair. <laughs> it was amazing. Pretty funny. Wait, was the guy in the wheelchair? Was he, like, drowning a puppy <laughs> that was wheelchair-bound in a toilet? Yeah, like? how big is this toilet? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, how tiny is the puppy? Oh, boy. They were, so many uh, questions. Yeah. If you ask me, the whole goddamn territory is a toilet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate Puerto Rico Whoa. and Puerto Ricans. All right, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate Puerto Rico. No, they're great. Uh, I say, I do I say make Puerto a mistake. Rico. Yeah. yeah right? Let them vote. Yeah. Get some, get some they, of that. They had a referendum. They said they want to be a state. I say let them be a state. Uh, hey, I, I just, I know this was our last call, right? Yeah. I actually had someone tell me that they called in a momentous occasion. I had to say that we don't, I don't screen the calls personally. Right. Uh, but. But you are very hands on. But I am very hands on in that I show up and do the podcast and sure. then go home. Yeah. Uh, you collect a check. I collect a, yes, I do. I cash a check. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have my hands in all sorts of pies. Sure. Podcast pies. Uh, Sarah. A few mince pies. Right. Yeah, a few mince pies. Uh, Sarah, who is uh, a very nice lady who gives out the samples at my Trader Joe's, said she called in a momentous occasion the first time I came into the store. And it Wait. was really great. I really, that was a real thrill. Someone who gives out samples at your Trader Joe's listens to Jordan Jesse Go? Yes. How come she hasn't run this up the flagpole? We've been needing to be sponsored by Trader Joe's for five years now. I know. Well, I don't know if she's, you know, talks to their, like, ad sales department. I'm I think sure she's, she like, does. in charge of, like, samples, and she says I mean, she listens to the show while she's, she's doing it. Like, if stocking. they trust her with ricotta, you know, with a, sure. with a nice ricotta, like a, like a tortelloni. Mm-hmm. I know a, a lot of times, too, like, the executives, that's what they have them do so they can see the... Right. The, she's the probably going on one on of those. The floor. She's probably like an undercover bosses. boss. Yeah, oh, right. Undercover yeah. Boss. Undercover boss. She did have yeah. kind of an undercover boss vibe. Mm-hmm. And like, she's I like really th- nice shoes on, but she's just wearing her Hawaiian shirt. And, uh, right. And she stockings. told me I was fired. Yeah. Which is weird because I was just shopping there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I love Sarah from Trader Joe's. Yeah, she's great. Man, I wish there Giving was somebody samples. to listen to Jordan Jesse go at my Trader Joe's. You wish come to the Trader Joe's to drive way, way out of your way to come to the Trader Joe's on Santa Monica and La Cienega. <laughs> you live an hour away from me. <laughs> but it seems worth it. But hey, I'm hanging with Sarah. In retrospect, it seems worth it. Somebody recognized me at Costco the other day mm. for Jordan Jesse Go and wrote something on Twitter but didn't say hi. Mm. Yeah. 
that seems like someone's going to murder you. It, now, I'll be clear. They wrote something really nice on Twitter. It didn't seem like – but it, it still feels like someone's going to murder me yeah. much yeah. more so than if they said, hey, it's funny it to see like, you yeah, at Costco. The- I've had that happen a couple times and it's kind of – it's weird a little bit because then you're like – Wait, who's Ooh, here? Uh, oh, God, What's it going was on only five me? minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, like who is, who is like watching you? Like, also, like yeah. I don't – I get recognized if I'm not uh, if I'm not in line at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater or what have you. I we're talking about I'm someone says something to me once a month. You get recognized a by a specialist. Yeah, by someone who is even a- more so than you, Dana. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. I think podcast fame is one level below voiceover fame. <laughs> the late night, late night cable voiceover <laughs> fame. So I, I think that's generous to podcasting. <laughs> I think I think ham radio fame is above <laughs> us at this point. I got all your, above. I got uh, your ham radio tape. card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you blue balls? Yep, I am. Hey. Good buddy. Guilty as charged. Breaker, Dolan. breaker. Yeah. Right. I don't one know niner, much. I don't know much about ham radio. <laughs> um, but I, 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 honestly, I was at Costco with my wife waiting to get my tire fixed, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you, it would have been real cool if somebody recognized me in front of my wife. That probably would have got me laid. Sure. You know what I mean? That's like that's the yeah. that's social that's direct social currency. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that keeps my wife with me mm-hmm. is that she knows I'm the kind of important man <laughs> that might get recognized at yeah. Costco, <laughs> waiting in yeah. line for a chicken wrap. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. You get recognized sometimes where you some place you just don't want to be. Like, hey, uh, you know, buying two bags of lettuce at uh, <laughs> like. Like, it never sounds like, oh, like, well, he was in his uh, sports car. And, and when uh, I get... <laughs> right. Judging the Hawaiian Tropic Bikini <laughs> <Yeah>. Contest. <laughs> On those occasions where I get recognized, I do, if I'm by myself, I wish that there was someone with me that was being impressed right then that I was getting mm-hmm. recognized. <laughs> because it happens infrequently enough... <laughs> That I feel like it's a demonstration of the fact that I haven't made a horrible choice in my life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I need like – I would just – I would like it if every time I got recognized, one of my parents was there. I yeah, right. That's what yeah. I'm to say. <laughs> Dana, that's why I kind of feel bad about what we did to you at Comic-Con because, I mean, I bet you could just cruise around that place fucking giving high fives like crazy. And we we made you sit backstage in an uncomfortable – Stealing my pop tent, chips. Stealing <laughs> pop chips. Where you could have been out there just fucking, you know, pressing the flesh. Oh, uh, no. I, uh, I get it. I'm like a, I have specialist recognizers too. They're very, we, we always like, how would you, how do you know what I would look like? You gotta go, you gotta <laughs> do the deep tracks. They look like, that yeah, shit up. You gotta have the deep tracks. Uh, I, I think somebody, I, I, th- I imagine a, a big Dana Snyder fan is a real Comic Con type, has a little bit of anger. <laughs> is is definitely like definitely marked by anger. You know what I mean? Like not that it's their defining characteristic, but you can see it in their eyes. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's more chill dudes. Chill I, dudes. Like dudes who like to Some chill, of the right? Guys I've met who have been very uh yeah, very into Aquatine and Master Shake and I hear from on a regular sort of basis are are pretty laid back. 
Yeah. But you but mean that I they, think they you have, mean that they like to puff the ganj. <laughs> the, uh, well, actually, not even really. I don't think some yeah, of them. they do. Well, certainly some of them. They do, do like obviously. to puff the ganj. The guys, I, I know a couple guys that they just. They're like just – I think they know somebody who's like Master Shake, so they <laughs> like seeing bad things An happen to them. Jerk. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> or there's a guy like, oh, man, you got my friend uh, Jerome is totally like that. And the guy who's telling you his friend is like that is actually exactly like that. It's like <laughs> a complete a-hole. I, I like the idea that someone is telling you, I got this friend who is exactly like that. You're like just nodding. Yeah. Patiently, you're just waiting for it to be over, and then a human milk can Yeah, right. Comes out. <laughs> Green straw instead of pink. Uh, that's it. Like, little, whoa. Little, what? little wing hands. Yeah, right. Whoa. What the whoa. Fuck? It's like, oh no, he's a very nice guy. He, I mean, he looks like. Yeah, I mean, visually. Just, just like him. I mean, technically, the, the the real thing that's different about him is that he's a human milkshake. Yeah. Not his personality so much. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are sort of belligerent, but there's yeah. not that many yeah. human milkshake. Exactly. So if you saw a guy that was a human milkshake, would you say, sure. you know that real belligerent guy, would you say, you know that guy who's like a man, but he's also yeah. a milkshake? Right. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And Data Snyder, uh, watcher of the, both of them. You were, yeah, I've you were watching. watching I mean, the perfect spot to watch both of you. Right? Yeah. Are, <laughs> are you going to tweet later that you saw us, but you didn't have the nerve to talk to us? That's right. <laughs> yeah. I uh, won't say who I saw yesterday. <laughs> say. Jordan, you're nice to everyone that comes up and talks to you, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, so am I. I mean, a double nice if it's a Trader Joe's sample situation. Right, because then you're going to get double samples. <laughs> you're getting <laughs> double, double cucumber pita. salad, yeah. <laughs> Which, double pita equals double nice is the Jordan Morris equation. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm totally nice. That's what you demonstrated using Feynman diagrams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Dana, it has been so fun to have you on the program. Well, it's a pleasure as always. I, was, I, as always, I've been on one time before, but I, it's still yeah. a pleasure. Sure. As always. Well, it was fun that other time That's we right. got yelled got, at by that weird I got lady. Yeah, I'm sorry. You <laughs> didn't, I'm sorry you're probably not getting any snacks out of the gym I mean, this time. The thing is, whatever you guys were doing up there was far less interesting than was what was happening listening to this woman <laughs> scream and yell <laughs> along the side of the stage and the engineer just rolling his eyes. Uh, well, we're glad we could provide that for you. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I appreciate it. I'm that sorry, was yeah. so great that time that that happened. I mean, it was sad that we didn't get to do the show, sure. but I've never had something so noteworthy that I had so little emotional investment in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I think the good part about it was that it was real easy to just say fuck it. Yeah, I yeah, didn't. Right, we weren't getting paid. Right, we weren't like there was no issue. I guess like. You know, bad for the fans that showed up. Yeah, but bad we for to, our guests. But who, the fans that showed up got to have special one-on-one time with us. We went and talked to everybody, had a nice time. Sure, even I without being wanna... given a tiny cup of cucumber salad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to point out, I do believe shortly after that it started raining, right? Yeah, it did. So the people who were there was to watch would during not have our been show able too. to. Uh... So you know what? Blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. Plus, oh. We got to eat at that sports bar for lunch. 
That was pretty good. ESPN zone. Oh, the ESPN. Uh, yeah. oh yeah, we did go to the it was ESPN like the zone. Fox Sports or oh, something. Oh, it was the Fox yeah, Sports like, Grill. Yeah, Fox right, Sports yeah. Grill. Yeah, yeah. Not the pretty ESPN good wings. Zone. Pretty good wings. <laughs> yeah, not not a bad <laughs> not a bad wing. Um, well, I hope everyone will watch uh, your pretty face is going to hell on That's the right. Adult Swim Network on the Adult Swim Network every Thursday at uh, midnight, midnight. You know, Thursday night, Friday East. morning. It might be on at nine o'clock here, but nine I don't know how here. I understand. I don't know what happens in the middle grounds <laughs> of the central mountains. Here's what's going to happen: you're in college, you're high, you're just trying to watch the Family Guy, and then <laughs> watch Family weird, Guy. Then, then a bunch of weird, weird fat red guys show up. <laughs> <laughs> you're very confused, but only for eleven minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get your Family Guy fix. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's American Dad, probably. <laughs> That's right. Um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, JJ Go at MaximumFun.org, 206-984-4FUN, our telephone number. Thomas Matisic on the boards this week. In addition to production work from our beloved producer, Sonny D. Brian Fernandez, our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We will see you on the forum at forum.maximumfun.org. On Twitter, where you will be tweeting with the hashtag JJGo. And uh, probably on Facebook and maybe at Trader Joe's. Who fucking knows? If you had more, I'm getting... Sometimes I go to the Trader Joe's in Eagle Rock. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I go to a Trader Joe's in Burbank, in Toluca Lake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you work at the Trader Joe's in Burbank... Let's talk about action items here. If you work at the (laughs) Trader Joe's in Burbank or Toluca Lake, number one, I want you to be in charge of samples or have a high power position that can give me free... Parmesan sticks. That's number one. Number two, I don't care what you're putting in a mason jar. Send it to me. Just make sure I don't get botulism. Do the work ahead of time. Sterilize. However, if you have done that, I don't care if it's creamed corn. Send it to me. But mostly I want pickled beets and honey with a piece of the honeycomb inside. Address is on the website. Go to contact. You know, if you want to send us candy from Japan, that's fine, too. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take pretty much anything you want to send us. Yeah. Just don't send us any sarin gas. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Ricin. Yeah. Powdered ricin. Were you at UCSC when somebody, when two people there had a running joke where they would uh, borrow something from each other and return it by mail, and one of them borrowed a cup of uh, laundry detergent then returned the powdered laundry detergent <laughs> by Ooh, mail. I remember and they that. shut down the entire college. I remember oh, that, yeah. It was like two weeks after the whole oh, anthrax geez. thing. It's oh. <laughs> like, dude, boy. Okay. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.